who asked for this says variety <laughs> deadline said yeah i think i remember <laughs> Little Boy Blue. i didn't remember how it went but now it's on cbs <sighs> oh my god Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her brother, William. And today we are going to talk about Krampus, mm. arguably the head Christmas bad guy. Yeah, all Depending of a sudden, on where almost. you live, maybe. Yes. Yeah. This is a legend that seems to, now I did not research the folkloric origins yes. of Krampus. I did the pop culture stuff, which yep. I'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But from my perspective, he's been around for like possibly centuries. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he's only been popular for like 10 years. Right. And I have a theory you that do? somebody else posited as to why that is. Oh, fa- okay. That's great. That's the that's a yeah. big glaring gap that I could not It seems tackle. weird. It's yeah. what was put forth. But it seems as good a reason as any, any that he would get big. He's so, so commonly known I now. Know. But I didn't know him about Krampus as a child. No, definitely not. And I even, definitely think in the last five to ten, yeah. I became aware of Krampus. And looking at the movies and mm-hmm. stuff that he's been in, shows and stuff, that's also true. It's like, yeah. oh, suddenly he's a household name. This, right, you can track. dirty old Krampus. Right, you can track a Krampus boom, I bet, through the pop culture. Yeah, okay, Krampus boomers. Yeah, right. So before we get into that, I just want to mention that you can follow us everywhere on social media at GDTUpod. If you want to interact with us throughout the week, besides just listening to the podcast, yeah, you can also go to patreon.com slash GDTUpod if you would like our bonus content that's over there. So if you donate $4 or more per month, you get a monthly bonus episode on the 15th of every month. And we also do little things here and there when we feel like it that are extras for our patrons over there. We we're just discussing today some things that are going to be Patreon exclusive, like community fun things that are going to be coming up soon. So do that. And you can also join our secret Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash GTTU pod. And that's important for reasons like this. So the reason we're doing Krampus is because in the Facebook group, our listener, Rebecca Schultz, I believe uh, it's pronounced requested we talk about Krampus. Oh, is that right? Yes. Oh, that's it. I don't think I even realized that. Mm -hmm. I was all over the Yule ads last week. Right. And it occurred to me that Krampus is something we could have done last year. Quite frankly, it occurred Mm -hmm. to me that Krampus might be something that we should hold off on because we already did Christmassy stuff. We're gonna we're gonna lose our holiday haunts. (laughs) People send us future holiday monsters because next December we're gonna need more creeps. There are more. Really? So we'll be okay. But yeah, she Rebecca wrote and said, like, have you guys ever covered Krampus with like a cute picture of Krampus? And I was like, you know what? We didn't last year or the year before. From what I remember, we were like Krampus is such a, it's kind of so overdone. Yeah. Oh. So why oh. do it? Interesting. I think we did. I think we're like, Krampus is everywhere, yeah. you know, whatever. But we decided to do it this year. And I also want to highlight some other of our listeners who are in the Facebook group. And I learned about some cool things they, that they do through the Facebook group. So I thought I'd mention them that are Krampus centric. Oh, sure. So Carolyn Girk, who we've talked about before, who yes. has velvet hand designs on Etsy. She sent us really awesome stuff that we have displayed when we record. We also personally just in our houses have Carolyn's stuff that we like. She has a really cool print of Camp- of Krampus in her Etsy shop. So if you search for Velvet Hands Design 
Velvet Hand Designs, and Etsy, and then you search Krampus within her shop, that'll pop up. Carolyn's work is amazing. Yeah. I've, I've got legit like four or five pieces throughout my house now. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, also, Alex Mana, who's in our group, has a review of the movie Krampus, which I know you're going to be talking mm-hmm. about, yes. up on their blog at alexsarcadiaofwriting.wordpress.com, and they posted that they had that in the group, so I found that love out. That. So it's just a cool... You find people who do cool things if you join the group. I love it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a whole world of crossovers. Yeah. A lot of people have really interesting hobbies and, you know, projects that they tackle. Right. Um, and they all collide in yeah. the group. And they're like in they're coming in because they like this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You like this kind of stuff. So then you'll find the neat things that they do and it becomes like yeah. a cool, creepy spider web of people. Love it. Um, so let's get into Krampus. I'm gonna cover what slash who Krampus is and kind of the folklore behind him. I'm going to go with him. Yeah. Uh, him feels, he feels like he has a masculine energy. To Especially him. he's intended to, from what I know, at least yeah. intended to be sort of the dark side of old Santa Claus. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Flip side. So just to describing him in case you don't know the deal with Krampus real quick, what do you know about Krampus? Did you know oh, much boy. about him before you were going into this? Uh, uh, no, yeah. I knew that he was, Oh boy, this is a really tricky question to answer. I was certainly aware because of now him. you're steeped in it, so it's hard to remember a time before you didn't know. I mean, honestly, kind of, yeah. I know. I was. I'm not even really joking. Yeah, because I was certainly aware of the name. Mm-hmm. I definitely knew that he was an evil person associated with Christmas. Yeah. Um, I think I thought that he was like basically the devil. Okay. Um. I've seen now a lot of depictions of him where he wears the Santa suit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell you call that. A, I don't su- know. a suit that's fringed with a bunch of fluff. Yeah. 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 Good as good a description as any. I've seen a lot of depictions of him dressed like that, but I think my original interpretation of him was that he looked exactly like the devil. Mm-hmm. Cloven hooves. Yeah. Um pointy horns. Yeah. Uh and I knew he punished bad children. Okay. But it was all vague. I don't know. That's pretty much all I knew. I was like, he's a Christmas like devil. Yeah. And I didn't really know anything beyond that. So I'm with you. William, he's so much more than that. Really? We're gonna well. Does no, he have layers? Not eh, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. He's more than that. He's more than that. You made it, it sound like there's the... nuance to him. Like he could be many things. Mm, nah. <laughs> he's a hell of a guy. Kind of, kind of. A Renaissance man. <laughs> so he his depictions do vary, but basically he's like reminiscent of a goat Baphomet kind of like figure. Yeah. With big horns and a forked tongue. That is way too long for my liking. Yeah, almost every depiction, it's like a Gene Simmons esque tongue that's forked. Is there a thing about that? Is there a reason? No, okay. not really. Just that that's how he's usually portrayed. That was um, a major question I had. I looked at a why bunch is his of tongue so long? Yes, and sometimes in movies it's used as like a whip or a lasso. Ew. Yeah. I didn't come across that, but maybe. Okay. Yeah, not sure. Um, another thing that I didn't find why this is, but he's often depicted as having one hoof and one human foot. That's weird. Not sure. That makes me think of, um, what was that stupid, what was that Bigfoot character from South Park? I don't who know. Who one of his legs was Brian Boitano or oh whatever. God, you know I what don't I'm talking know. about? No. No. Oh my God. What the hell was that thing called? This is like season one of South Park. <laughs> one of his arms is like celery. And then he's got one of his, oh, what's the name of the, All right. Just keep going. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Sorry. So what Krampus is, 
transition. He is a pagan demon who basically got glommed onto Christmas somehow in the 17th century. So just like we talked about last week with the Yule Lads, um, a lot of pagan pagan tradition and imagery got kind of like mixed up with Christmas at a certain point, and Krampus is kind of part of that. Um, I also read that he's part of Austrian folklore. Mm. Maybe both things are true. Um, you know, not yeah, really sure. Get like merged yeah. in, yeah, totally. Like, you know, paganism has its roots in Germany. Austria, Austria is like right there. They're very close. So maybe they just got all kind of mushed together. So Krampus is, you're right, basically Santa's dark side. Yeah. So he is a demonic creature who, rather than rewarding good children the way Santa does and bringing presents, beats the children with a stick and or puts him in his sack that he carries like a Santa sack to basically potentially torture them or eat him or eat them. Mm. I thought I was very clever by saying he's the anti-Santa because I thought that was fun. But in Supernatural, they say that a lot. So. They say anti-Santa? Yes. All right. Anti-Santa. All right, all right, all right. Hold or on. anti-Santa or whatever. All right. Something that I found out. Yeah. I looked into the future. I looked mm-hmm. into my snow globe, my crystal snow globe okay. ball to see what's coming for Krampus in the future. Yeah. Kevin Smith has a movie coming out, not called Anti Santa. Uh huh. Anti Claus. Okay, that makes sense. So it's a thousand percent better. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anti Santa. No, but it still has that and sound in each of them. Anti Santa. It's Anti-claws. fine. Anti Claus. Yeah, Anti Claus is good. It's better. Yeah. But Anti Santa is still good, I think. It's fine, but compared to Anti Claus. Yeah. Can I interrupt you? Yes. Further? Yes. <laughs> As I already was. By all means. The character that I was trying to think of from South Park is named Scuzzlebutt. Okay, I remember that. And he's in the video games and stuff. Yeah, he's a kind, sweet-natured, and shy creature with a celery stick for a hand and Patrick Duffy for a leg. Patrick Duffy. Okay, but you, you're you not totally wrong because they they do focus on Brian Boitano quite a bit in South Park. Yes, they have a so whole song about Brian Boitano in yes. the South Park movie. Like, what would Brian Boitano do? Yeah. It's something like that, yeah. Scuzzlebutt's powers include weaving wicker baskets quickly. Oh my God, that's <laughs> Using only one hand. I haven't thought he about weaves his wicker baskets. Why? Yeah, you can hear. That's how you can tell when he's near because you can hear the sound of him weaving wicker baskets. Sorry, that is <laughs> no, a mini, a surprising mini monster madness of Scuzzlebutt from South Park. <laughs> Celery for hand. I haven't thought about Patrick Duffy in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for bringing him to us. You know who has Mrs. Duffy? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I could see him popping up in Christmas movies. He seems like the kind of random celebrity who would be in Christmas movies. Sure. Like as a kindly grandpa by this point, probably. But yes. still, yeah, you're right. Um. So. Santa isn't attached to the 24th, like Christmas Eve in Austria. A lot of the folklore is about Austria because it seemed to be like Krampus Central, basically. Um, First of all, apparently like Christmas Eve and the 24th, that being Jesus's birthday, is more symbolic, it seems like, than anything. Because apparently Jesus was born in the fall, but we celebrate Christmas because it was all tied in with Yule. Yeah. So it's, did you know that? I, I, didn't I, think, that. I don't think I could have told you the mm-hmm. exact properties of it, but I knew yeah. that. Yeah. It's I not... didn't realize that it, was his, it wasn't his actual yeah. birthday. It's just that they got kind of intertwined because I guess why not? Like Yule was already this awesome festival. So if you want to add more gravitas to it, mm-hmm. or more importantly, probably add gravitas to the birth of Jesus, why not hook it to the closest big deal holiday, which right. would be Yule. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. So in Austria, um, because of that, Santa comes for the kids with the presents and everything in the beginning of December, like the fifth or fifth or sixth. Hmm. 
really know why, because that's still not Jesus' birthday, I don't think. I think it's earlier, but I'm not sure. Either yeah. way, it's the fifth or sixth that he comes. And he comes with Krampus in tow. Krampus is kind of like his assistant oh, to no. punish the crappy kids. Oh, no. Um, Santa. I know. So I can't super recommend this video. It was fine. It's not like great or anything. But there's a YouTube video of, um, oh, God, what's his name? Who's the guy? I just had it. Who's the guy who's in Inglorious Bastards? The Austrian guy. He's in a lot of Tarantino things. Christopher. Christopher Waltz. Thank you. Christoph, oh, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Okay. Thank God. I was going to say people would be going nuts. Christoph Waltz is Austrian and he was on Jimmy Fallon and he talked about Krampus. Oh, really? Mm hmm. And um, he, he, he said that, like, it's just, they're just two peas in a pod and it's like a very serious scary thing and like we're all very flibberty gibbet about Christmas over here but like Australians don't or Austrians don't play around they don't mess there. around with it yeah it's kind of funny um so that night that it goes down is known as Krampusnucht oh it actually is yeah I just told you it was <laughs> I thought we were kidding we around. We were talking about this before we started recording. Yeah, it is Krampus I thought we were knocked. playing around. No. <laughs> I was sitting at the command center. Yeah. I'm just, I was, we were just going, Krampus knocked. Oh, yeah. Is Krampus knocked? <laughs> Run! <laughs> no, it for real is. Oh, boy. Krampus night. I thought we were playing around. We we were. We had a great time with it, but it was also real for me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's basically an icon in Austria for this. Like, the same way that... Uh, what did we decide her name is? Grilla? Grilla? Grilla. Grilla um, is kind of like the Christmas rock star in Iceland. Right. Krampus is a Christmas rock star in um, Austria and Germany. Yeah. He's also kind of similar to Grilla in a way because he was slash is used to deter kids from acting up. Mm. So some people in Austria um, even used to hang birch twigs on the wall year round oh. as a reminder for the kids to stay in line because Krampus beats you with a birch twig. Omi, it's June. <laughs> yeah. He, I think he talked about his Omi in it, maybe. Omi is also a character from Krampus the movie. No, that's what it was. Yeah, It was from Krampus the movie. Okay, anyway. Um, it's never too early to be terrified of Krampus. Yes. So there were Krampus holiday cards starting in the 1890s, rather than like sweet, fuzzy Christmas cards, which were often showing Krampus putting kids in his sack, about to hit them with sticks, or leading them away in chains. Mm -hmm. Chilling. Gruß von mm -hmm. Krampus. Yes, exactly. Which means greetings from Krampus. Exactly. Um, so there were also cheeky ones in the early 1900s of Krampus proposing to women or Krampus as a woman hitting men or putting them in her sack oh. and kind of beating up on Krampus. Whoa. So there was like a weird like romantic-y kind of element to this. Like it was Romampus. a little BDSM-y Romampus. Yeah. Um, very strange, but those were also holiday Krampus courts or whatever. That BDSMPUS. BDSMPUS. <laughs> Video samples. <laughs> Talk about Krampus knocked. <laughs> Where's my birch twig? <laughs> Hanging on a wall, most likely in a closet. <laughs> um, so that's how you warn the neighbors that you like to party. <laughs> <laughs> when they go in your closet, by your whole closet instead of the bathroom by accident, they're like. Whoa. Oh, there's a birch twig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> the Johnsons are really into it. Oh my God. <laughs> They're into something. This, They're in a BDSMPIS. This Krampus knocked. I think we should play some loud music. <laughs> Maybe we should send the kids to your parents' house for Krampus knocked this year. They just moved in. It seems like things are going to get wild. 
<laughs> Crabbish Noctis for lovers. <laughs> Wait, what did I just say? Oh, uh, oh God, this is so dumb. What I just said to you while we're having, play, having fun playing around before we recorded. I said, remember how they had those um, Jesus is my homeboy t-shirts? Yeah. And I said, they should make Crampy as my Grampy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot already. This makes no sense. It's a f- cool boast. The kids have all all the kids have the Crampy is my Grampy shirt. Hell yeah! Which is short for Krampus is my grandpa. <laughs> Whoa, radical on a skateboard. Crampy is my Grampy. Oh yeah, surfing. <laughs> so it seems like Krampus became well known in the states. Partially because of those Krampus Gruten cards or whatever you said. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Grus van, van Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> Krampus. Um, so there was a, a graphic designer named... M- M- yeah, Monty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did you? so you must have done card stuff. I, I saw it because it was okay. popular. Okay. Yeah. Monty Beauchamp. I mm-hmm. bet it's not that. It's Beauchamp. probably like Monte, Monte Beauchamp, um, who published a book of Krampus cards and followed it up with an art show in the U.S. So it seems like that brought Krampus to the U.S. Pr- um, theoretically? Kind of. Okay. Kind of. Things okay. happened earlier than that. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. You might have me, you might have it, it correct. That's what history.com, um, history.com? posited. Yes. Uh, Wikipedia, Wikipedia said that that book, um, which was called, the book of postcards was called Krampus, the Devil of Christmas. Mm-hmm. That was published in 2004. Right. I have... Maybe it's, I've never heard of this. Uh And you know that I like video games. I've never heard of this. There's a video game called Carn Evil. Okay. Carnival, but evil. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Do you get it? It's pretty clever. (laughs) I got it. Are you sure? I'm there. Yeah, go ahead. I can't tell if you're lying to me. Proceed. (laughs) So it was a game like you would see at like a movie theater or an arcade where you have the light gun. Okay. Almost like Duck Hunt, but a big arcade machine. It's like a baby's toy. Yeah, you got to use your hands. Mm -hmm. Um, And so- it was about two kids. Here's the story of Carnival. Okay. They're in a graveyard. They find the grave of a guy named Ludwig von Tokentaker. Oh. Which is a play on token taker because yeah. it's arcades. They want you to pump the quarters. Gotcha. In. So there's an urban legend that if you put this magical token into Ludwig von Tokentaker's gravestone, which has a statue of a face or whatever. Uh-huh. Something will happen. Okay. They do it. Something does happen. They're whisked away to the Carnival. And then now you got to shoot all these zombies and stuff. Okay. One of the boss fights is with Krampus, oh. who is depicted as looking just like Santa, but he wears a teal suit. Oh, wow. With e- the fluff. Evil. Which, if I could tell this correctly from photographs I saw of the game, the, the teal suit gradually turns red as you shoot him. Okay. Because it gets soaked oh, with blood. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And he is depicted with antlers. Uh-huh. And he has instead of hands, he has big sharp claws, oh. but they're pine tree. Oh. So they're branches. Okay. Almost like a snowman, yeah. I guess. Weird. And his sack that he has is full of burning coals. Oh. So that's 19 1998. Sweet. Preempting oh. preempting Krampus the Devil of Christmas, the book of postcards by Monty Bouchamp. Yeah. By 6 years. So it's really carnival yeah. that brings Krampus to, and I bet people went wild for it. Oh, I'm sure I they did. I bet Monty was was cheesed. Yeah. I bet Monty was a big player of carnival. He probably was. He's like, I got to know more about this guy. I got to know. So I guess it's just coincidental yeah. that you know 
five to ten ago, which is closer to Monty's book. <laughs> Coincidence is correct. Yes. That is correct. Yes. Monty Bouchamp loved Karn Evil. <laughs> Monty Bouchamp. And then did some researching and was disappointed to find out that Ludwig von Tokentaker right. was a fake character, but thankfully his favorite boss mm-hmm. in the game, Krampus, was real. Yes. What a relief. So here's something real, real. You know about Krampuslauf? I, I don't know about Krampuslauf yet. <laughs> <laughs> it translates to Krampus Run. Damn, I wanted to be Krampus Loaf. I know, me too. Sort of I bread did, you eat. I did too. No, to I'm keep sure. Keep the Krampus away. Nah, it's not. You have Krampus breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of a companion to Krampus Nooked. Nooked. <laughs> I keep saying the knocked as a nooked because it's more fun. Yeah. Um, so this was traditionally for grown Austrian men to act damn fools, ah. dress up like Krampus, drink, and then run through the streets. Probably in reverse. I bet they drank, then dressed up like Krampus and went running through the streets. So people have adopted this tradition more and more recently because of course they have. So same way there's like SantaCon, right. there are lots of Krampus runs now. Oh, I bet a lot of Krampus people show up to SantaCon. I don't know. I, even though we know about Krampus, I don't feel like Krampus is like huge. I bet there are prank videos. Yeah, there probably are. There probably are. Um, so I'm all for a costume to get together, like mm-hmm. do your thing. But it sounds like some of these, they take on a Krampusy persona and they act like maniacs. They go hard. Yes. So from Mental Floss, which will be in the show notes, here is a description of Krampuslauf in Salzburg, which was taken from an article by Michael Karras. And I'm just going to read it verbatim. The narrow streets in the old city section of Salzburg were packed with pedestrians as a crampuse stomped through. So I guess that's maybe the plural of Krampus. Oh. Krampu- whatever. Uh, many people were caught unaware and reacted with terror. Some would flee and try to seek refuge in a shop or restaurant only to be pursued by a determined Krampus. With so many easy targets, we again managed to escape largely unharmed. At times we were chased, jostled, and struck, but compared with the brutality we witnessed, it was obvious we had been spared the full brunt of what Krampus could muster. So this writer went to Krampuslaufs in three cities and he described, quote, savage beatings to people's shins and thighs, what? as well as a Krampus chasing down and sitting on a teenager. So I had to go Get find that me, part. I had to go find that part because I was like, excuse me. Yeah. Um, the quote from that article is, a particularly large and frightening Krampus chased down an offending teenager, threw him on the ground and sat on his chest. The boy looked terrified and near tears at the time, but shortly after the Krampus let him go, he was joyfully telling his friends about his ordeal. Oh, because he survived the Krampus. Yeah, it's like kind of fun. It's the joy after you realize you're actually safe. Yeah, it's probably an adrenaline rush yeah, from guess. not having his lungs constricted anymore and knowing that right. life was still in his grasp. Hey, if you es- if you escape from something mm-hmm. largely unharmed, yeah. it means you were harmed. <laughs> right, exactly. They were slapping people in the shins? Yes, these Krampus guys go crazy in some other countries. But I'll tell you where they don't go crazy, William. At the New Jersey Krampus Fest, There's which I've been Jersey aware of Krampus for a few Fest? years. Really? Yes, it's put on by the Asbury Park Paranormal Books and Curiosities Shop. Oh, Yes. Sure. Have we been there? We've been there. That's where we went and we watched the documentary about Travis I Walton. Thought so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, our good friend and listener Katie took her son Jack to Krampus Fest last year or the year before. Oh, wonderful. So it's kind of a family friendly thing. It's kind of like I think it's, I've seen a photograph of that. I think we posted it. Oh. Um, so it seems kind of cute and like a monstery winter celebration, not like a scary thing where like drunk Good. dudes are running around yeah. like hitting people. I mean, maybe it is later in the night because it does seem like they have a whole roster of activities. But from what I gather, it seemed just nice and not like 
fearsome or anything like that. Fearsome in a good way. Yeah. So I went to the website for it. Um, It already happened this year. It was in the beginning of December, appropriately. It's mm-hmm. like when they actually traditionally did Krampusnacht, which I thought was really cool and on point and not surprising because they're like, Kathy, the owner there is like very accurate. You can go to KrampusAP.com if you want to check that out and like see what it was like this year. So it's um, over. Yes. Okay. It was in the beginning of December. Um, you can take pictures with your dog and a Yeti. Um, there's a market. There is a Krampuslauf, but I think that people keep their stuff together. There's a Monsters of the Yule walking tour with Kathy, who's the owner there. So it seems spooky themed, but like pretty wholesome. I know what we're doing next year. Yeah, I know. I know what we're doing for the holidays next year. I know. We mess, We messed up. We're getting out of the studio. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's take it out of the studio. We gotta get out of the studio. I just realized, I think that Katie took Jackson to a Jersey Devil Fest. Oh, okay. Not to Krampus Fest, okay. but still. Hey, you know how you sit on Santa's lap? Mm-hmm. Maybe... In Austria, Krampus sit on on your, your lap. Maybe, lap. maybe that's why that guy sat on that teen. <laughs> I mean, for all I know, maybe the Krampus was a teen, but I don't really think so. It wasn't written that way. Mm. But I just want to plug that bookstore if you want to check it out. It's very cool. You can go to paranormalbooksnj.com yeah. to check out the Asbury Park Paranormal Books and Curiosities Museum. Sweet, love that. So the last thing I want to finish with Will is something that is unfortunately much more Krampus adjacent than Krampusy than I was led to believe through Googling. Mm. William, I told you I was going to watch a Supernatural episode about Krampus, ah, the yes. show okay, Supernatural. Right, right, right. Yeah. I Googled Supernatural Krampus and all these things were coming up saying like season three, episode eight, a very supernatural Christmas or whatever it was. So I was like, okay, that's what it's about Krampus. I don't want to read any spoilers or anything. They mention Krampus once. Oh, that's disappointing. Yes. The rest of it is a fun like, I, I think it's still fun to mention. I think our listeners and viewers will still be interested in it because uh-huh. it's a Christmas demon thing, but it's not specifically Krampus. And I kept, I was watching the episode. I was like, when does Krampus come in? Is there going to be a twist at the end? I'm where sure Krampus it'll show up any up? moment now. And then I looked things up and the all the Google results, results I got did mention Krampus, but it was just like, they say Krampus in this episode. I was like, oh crap. So here's the deal with it. I'll make it really quick. It's a fun episode. You could, It's definitely a standalone episode of Supernatural. So if you've never watched it before, you don't have to have watched it to watch this episode. I recommend that you do. It was very fun. I liked it a lot. Um, It starts out with a a fun, like, a special presentation card. It's like all 80s. It definitely feels like a special episode of a show. And what happens is that a kid sees his grandpa, who's dressed up like Santa and placing presents, um, get sucked up a chimney when he starts to hear a noise up there and he, you know, he looks to see what the deal is and he's sucked up and then a bloody boot falls down. Oh, no. You're like, oh, no. And then they show an ornament explode and it says a very supernatural Christmas and it's just very funny that's goofy. charming yes it's, yeah. it's cool I like that show so I do too um so like I said they look some look they do some looking into an anti-santa uh-huh. and that's when they mention Krampus like they're realizing that there is some sort of like Christmassy demon who's killing men in town so they're looking it up and they're like well there are lots of Christmas demons there's Krampus there's this guy there's that guy and that's the only Krampus connection but uh-huh. whatever it's quick um they realize that the families who have been affected all have the same wreaths. So they look into it and they realize that all the wreaths they have have um, meadow sweet in them, which is a plant. And it's traditionally given as a gift to Holdnikar, a Christmas deity slash demon of pagan origin. Oh, okay. So Holdnikar takes sacrifices in exchange for giving mild weather. Like, you know, 
not scary, crazy right, conditions not or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. And they're in an area in this episode, I think it's like Minnesota or something, maybe, where it would normally be like a rough weather time, but everything's kind of fine. Huh. So they're looking into it. They go to the shop where the people bought those wreaths, and he tells them that a local lady named Madge Kerrigan made them, and they gave them to him for free just to distribute to people. And of course, he sold them for money, and he's like, I'm not a dummy. People pay at the butt for this kind of stuff at Christmas. And it was such like a line that was hit um, that I was like, is this guy like a writer on the show or something? They gave him something fun to do. I spent a few minutes doing research and it was just a guy. (laughs) But they go to the Kerrigan's house and they're all weird, this couple. It's Madge Kerrigan and her husband. They're like super duper uh, wholesome. They're asking him about the Meadowsweet and they're like, well, I've just never smelled anything finer. Nothing smells finer than Meadowsweet. And they offer them peanut brittle. They're very weird and sam notices that there's vervain and mint all over the house two plants this is a very fragrant more pagan stuff oh no so sam and dean break in later evergreen steak in tow because that is what will kill holt nakar and they're looking around the basement and there's like bloody stuff everywhere including the costume that we kind of saw i didn't mention i just breezed by At the my- nice couple's house Yes. Oh, okay. Because they're like, why does this nice couple have all this pagan stuff? Why are they making wreaths with Meadowsweet that they're giving away for free? Like, they obviously are up to something. Um, There are chains. There's a table saw and all this stuff. And there's a bloody sack hanging from a hook that moves when Sam touches it. And I just realized they never go back to that. Wait, really? Do they find the person in there? Okay. That's that's, interesting. That's weird. They like forgot to whatever. Um, Rest in peace sack person. Yeah. They never touch on it unless it's like a post credit scene, which I don't think that they do. Um, So the Kerrigans catch them and they start like, you know, they're doing stuff to them for a sacrifice and they, um, they end up leaving them there for a minute because the doorbell rings and it's their neighbor dropping off a fruitcake. Sam and Dean get loose while the Kerrigans are at the door and they need this evergreen steak, but it's in the basement, but they have a Christmas tree. So they break apart the Christmas tree and they stake the Kerrigans oh, with the Christmas cool. tree right and they defeat them that way. So it's fun. It's not Krampus, but I thought since I watched yeah. it, I would mention it anyway. Yeah, sure. I like mm-hmm. the idea that... I, I think it's been done several times, but I still like the idea of people that seem very precious and wholesome. It was very fun. Monsters. I liked it a lot. That's always enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. They were like, it was funny. It was good. Yeah, I like that show. I do too. You know, I'm way behind on it. I think I stopped at like seasons five or six, and there's 12 now. I think. There's more. There's more than I that? think there might be 18, and I'm not kidding. 18? I'm not kidding. I, they're ending it this season yeah, that's on right that. now, and I think it's 18. Oh, my God. I could be wrong. It's definitely in the late teens. But I like it, too. But I, I'll watch a bunch of episodes and then not watch it for, like, nine months. I remember there was a girl who used to come to my yoga class who was, like, really into Supernatural and, like, came up somehow. I don't know what I was talking about. Yeah. And I told her I was watching it. And she's like, oh, yes. And she was like a real major fan. And she would ask me whenever she saw me, like, where are you at now? And I was always only like one episode ahead. And yeah. she was like, what are you doing? I watch one episode every eight months. Yeah, I don't know why my right. pace is so glacial, but I really do like it. I've I been like watching it show. for years. I'm on season three. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm going to continue from there with more pop culture Krampus appearances. Perfect. Here's one on another show that I think you and I were both great big fans of. Um, <clears throat> the Colbert Rapport. Yes, we are. In 2009, he did a segment called The Blitzkrieg on Grinchitude. Okay. <laughs> which was a play on the war on Christmas. Yes. And uh, here's a line from it. He talks about Krampus, and he, he says that 
Stephen Colbert says that he still celebrates Christmas the old ways. Yeah. And he refers to Krampus as, you know, being part of right, the way his, that he celebrates. His tradition. And he explains who Krampus is and he says that, you know, Krampus punishes kids with birch rods and rusty chains. Yeah. And then says, it's like they say in Austria, every time a bell rings, a Krampus torments a child with rusty chains. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that old chestnut. Yeah. Then I watched uh, an episode of Scooby Doo from 2012. Okay. They did a version of the show called Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated, mm -hmm. which was, I think, almost like a lost style serialized mystery show. There's a, a central villain who's putting plots in motion. Hmm. I think episodes, like, there will be arcs yeah, of the storyline that each other. Yeah, go across multiple episodes. Huh. And in this one, um, Krampus shows up. In the off season. Okay. It's not winter. It ain't Christmas. Ooh, that's not right. But And so they're kind of like, what the hell is he doing here? Yeah, that's unnatural. Meanwhile, Fred has been having some sort of a disagreement with his own father. I guess at some point in the past. I have no idea. Okay. But his father, he describes, he's like, they describe Krampus as, you know, punishing children and being, you know, a cold, unyielding monster. And he's like, it's not the only cold, unyielding you know, Punisher that I'm dealing with. So they kind of use Krampus as a foil <laughs> for Fred's problems with his dad. That's weird that that's in Scooby-Doo. I know. Kind it was, of, it was, right? It was kind of interesting. Yeah, to yeah. To be honest, I, I was mildly curious about this hmm. full show. Uh, then they managed to capture the Krampus. He falls into a dumpster full of doll parts or something. Okay. And they go, let's see who you really are. And they pull off his mask and it's another monster. It was Charlie the Haunted Robot the oh, whole time. Wow. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. They go like, but then if, if Charlie the Haunted Robot was Krampus, who's controlling Charlie the Haunted Robot? And I was like, all right. And I then gotta, is it Krampus? I got to bounce. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a real Krampus. I can't do this. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't know. I think it was like the whoever the villain is of yeah. this show. I, it's just like. Wow. Yeah, it was, you know. Pull, I didn't know there was a show like this. Keep where... pulling a sweater. <laughs> yeah. You unravel the whole thing, yeah. Um, yeah, it seems very busy. <laughs> All right, here's the first awesome Krampus thing that I found. Okay. Again, nothing prior to that Krampus book from yeah. 2004. So everything here. This is 2013 now. Okay. The show Grimm. Oh, okay. Are you oh. familiar with the show? Of course I'm familiar with the show. Sean Hayes produces it. He also produces, produces Grimm. Grimm. Her mom is obsessed with Sean Hayes. Obsessed. I don't know if she... No, nah, she still is. She still? still is. I don't know. I think she loves him on Will and Grace. She definitely... Okay. Oh, and mom had me watch a Sean Hayes clip being interviewed on Seth Meyers. Recently? In the last couple of months. So okay. yes. The I, reason we even found this out is I I left my my YouTube logged in, like on the computer, like when we still lived at home or something. And it was I, only a few years ago. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I guess. But I logged into my YouTube and all my most recently watched videos were just like Sean Hayes on Ellen. <laughs> like all the Sean Hayes stuff. And I was like, mom? <laughs> she loves Sean Hayes. And then she explained. He is great. Why he is amazing. He yeah, can he do does this. this. He can do he does that. that. He also produces Grimm. <laughs> She said it like that. Yeah. It's awesome. Really Love good. you, Mom. <laughs> Love you, Mommy. Love you. Um, so on Grimm, in season three, episode eight, they do- That's weird. Why? Because Supernatural was also season three, episode eight. Maybe there's like a producer who's like an Austrian <laughs> yeah. Krampus worshiper. And 38 is a significant number in Krampus lore. When all the 38s align, Krampus loaf will rise, rise again. again. Weird. Krampus knocked will be every knocked. 
So I don't know what Grimm is, but apparently it it seemed to me to be a like a crime procedural show. I think it is. But with fantasy characters. I think it is. So people can be werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> God. So Krampus, there are two kids that like break into a car and steal a bunch of presents. Okay. And then they run down an alleyway and they're like little robber kids. Yeah. And then they just hear, you've been naughty. Oh. Krampus is here to punish them. And he starts whipping them with chains. Oh. Then the full investigation, you know, happens, whatever. I guess Special Agent Grimm or whatever his name is. I have no idea. I've never seen the show. (laughs) No, it's probably like Little Boy Blue, like Big Boy Blue. Yeah, because boys in blue are cops. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait, what line of reasoning did you just use? Okay. It's probably like, (laughs) he's probably not called Special Agent Grimm because it's kind of like Little Boy Blue. Because, yeah, Little Boy Blue, the boys in blue, (laughs) what did that have to do with, how'd you get back to Grimm from (laughs) Little Boy Because I think that Grimm has characters from Grimm's fairy tales out in the real world. So it's probably like, I don't think Snow White is from Grimm's fairy tales, but things like this. Things like this and such. Isn't Little Boy Boy Blue a Grimm's fairy tale? I don't know. There's Little Boy Blue, come blow your horn. The sheep's in the meadow, the cows in the corn. I thought it was like Ma's in the (laughs) meadow. What? I don't know what it was. So I was like, okay, they're taking like characters of little kid things and bringing them into the real world. So there's probably like, I don't know, there's also that show Once Upon a Time. I don't know how they're different exactly. You acted like it was confirmation somehow because you got from Little Boy Blue to Boys in Blue. Yes, because that'd be very clever because cups are the boys in blue, right? So then- (laughs) You made it sound like all of a sudden this is the truth, not just a cool idea you had. No, it might be. It might be. So cops are the boys in- You invented something and then you just believed it. Cops are the boys in blue- we have Little Boy Blue, so if we need to take characters from this kind of, of lore and stories and bring them into the real world, who better for Little Boy Blue to be than a cop? Because I was Big Boy Blue. I can't so think that's of... probably who the cop is. First of all, I've never seen anything like that, <laughs> that logic that just happened. I've never seen anything like that. Second of all, I can't think of anything less cool and intimidating <laughs> to try to reboot than Little Boy Blue. <laughs> to turn him into Little Boy in Blue. In blue. The Big Boy is in Blue. I've never... I don't think anybody wants that. Who asked for this? Says Variety. <laughs> Deadline said, yeah, I think I remember Little Boy Blue. I didn't remember how it went. But now it's on CBS. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Little boy blue. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Oh my god, Chris. <laughs> I'm crying. I have My eyes moisture. Uh, ew, ew. Don't wipe your tears on me, you freak. <laughs> oh my god. Little boy blue. <laughs> Hit new show, a new cop drama. No, I'm just saying maybe Little Boy Blue is the cop in the grim world. Oh, my God. When asked to explain herself, <laughs> creator Kristen Rogers said, I don't know, Little Boy Blue and Boys in Blue from grim or something? are two different phrases. 
It's kind of the same. They both involve the color blue. So I merged them. And we need to bring people from the world of stories into the real world. That's all. You know what? Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, my God. Great. All right. Now I'm mad. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Oh, the rest is going to pale in comparison to that. (laughs) Grim cannot compete. We're going to... We got to pitch this as its own show. Probably should just show run Grim then. I don't know if that's still on or not. NYPD Boy in Blue. I think that's basically basically what Grim is, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. There's no way that it has anything to do with Boy in Blue. <laughs> anyway, that's been left alone. <laughs> oh god, not for long. People always say like, "What else are they going to reboot?" Little Boy Blue is going to be the one thing that remains pure. <laughs> so. Anyway, two kids are killed by Krampus. Yeah. Taken by Krampus, whatever. It's a whole it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was reading this thing and it, like <laughs> the, the Wikipedia synopsis for this, it wasn't first of all, not even Wikipedia. Yeah. I'm on like Grimopedia. Oh yeah, there's a there's a wiki for everything. I don't yeah. know what I'm reading. At one point I read a sentence that was like he woged into a were a werewolf or something. And I'm like, not a werewolf? He didn't transform into a werewolf, he woged into something. And I was like, I'm way out of my depth here. Control F, Krampus. Take me to all the parts that mention the Krampus. Yeah. So here's where I got. Here's where I got. Okay. They they corner the Krampus. They end up finding out that the Krampus appears every year, um, and he hangs naughty children from the tallest tree Mm. in the tallest place, wherever he's hunting, Uh, and then he's going to devour them on the winter solstice, December 21st. Okay. That's what he's doing. Um. Here's literally what's written on Grimopedia. Okay. They knock out the, the Krampus. They, they're fighting him. They knock him out as they, they get the better of him. So yeah. now Krampus is passed out in front of Grim and Boy in Blue. Mm-hmm. Krampus starts to wake up and Hank tells Nick, if he won't shoot him, then I will. The clock strikes midnight and suddenly Krampus reverts back into his human form. Oh, okay. The man is baffled <laughs> and realizes... It happened again. At the precinct, the detectives question the man, who is a freelance photographer from Salt Lake City. He tells them he blacks out every December and then wakes up on the 22nd in a forest dressed as Santa, sometimes with blood on him. <laughs> okay, so he's got kind of like a werewolf situation on his hands. Kind of. He woged into a werewolf. He woged, yeah. Mm-hmm. He tries to tell them he has done nothing wrong and is innocent. Nick asks the man what kind of a wezen he is. It wasn't a wearin. I was wrong about that. It was a weezen or a wezen. Okay. But the man claims he doesn't know what that means. <laughs> so did I. But so in that depiction of the Krampus, he's yeah. like a uh, a yearly monster. Okay. I watched the video too because I was like, after reading this, I was like, this sounds kind of funny. Yeah, I thought yeah. this is pretty funny. Yeah. Not played for laughs. Yeah. I, that, I don't get the sense it is. Not just play- from I think it's hilarious to be chasing a monster and then have it just turn into some guy and go, it happened again. Yeah, yeah. That's a good joke. Yeah. It's a good play on a whodunit. Yeah. To have the guy who's behind it all not even want it to happen. Right, like, right. Ah, not man. Bad. I turned into Krampus again. No, but I think that's a gritty show. It is. Yeah. It seemed to be. <laughs> um, all right. Before we get to the big schlemo, let's talk about some direct-to-video schlock. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 2013 has a movie, Krampus, the Christmas Devil. Um, I watched the trailer. Yeah. It doesn't have good reviews. Okay. Um, in the trailer, he sa- they say these lines. 
because I think they have to say this in anything that Krampus is in. Mm-hmm. If the Krampus were a real celebrity in his writer, it would require them to use these lines in everything. Yeah. You have been naughty. Stay off the naughty list. Like everything has to be. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I thought it was gonna be some like he sees you when you're sleeping. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet yeah. they do that too. Yeah. But everybody has to say naughty. Uh-huh. Naughty and sense. Krampus go hand in hand. Right. Uh, and then the final line of the trailer is spoken by Krampus. He says, Merry Christmas, Jeremy. Oh. Jeremy is not mentioned elsewhere in the trailer. It's implied because awesome. Jeremy seems to be narrating. I mean, I'm sure something. you can figure it you out. You can figure yeah, it yeah, out just yeah. fine. Jeremy's like, I've been hunting to Krampus for 30 years. <laughs> Somebody's been kidnapping kids every December. But they never say, like, my name is Jeremy Westbrook and I'm a Krampus hunter. Right, right. So just at the end, Merry Christmas, Jeremy. That's awesome. Uh, here's the general plot. Jeremy, a local police officer, leads a life of a confusing past. Okay. Okay. I see the kind of thing we're working with. Spending his current time searching for his kidnapper as a child. After other children begin missing. Okay. Jeremy pieces together the truth and realizes that his childhood kidnapper could be a creature of ancient Yuletide lore, Krampus, who is the brother of St. Nick Mm. and who punishes of children. Wait. No, that's my fault. (laughs) And punisher of children who perform acts of unspeakable evil without repercussion. Can Jeremy kill Krampus and prevent more missing children? Hmm. I'll never know. No. (laughs) Oh, well. I can live with that. Then I read the plot for a movie from 2015 called Krampus the Reckoning. Okay. This thing is out of control. Spoilers for Krampus. Bad Krampus (laughs) movies. All Krampus movies. movies. Uh, There's a little girl. Her name is Zoe. Mm -hmm. And she's being put into foster care. Her foster parents were killed. Okay. Um, or her real parents were killed, do you mean? Her real parents were killed, but then her foster parents oh, okay. were also killed. Oh, God. Okay, you're right. That is a little confusing. It hadn't really occurred yeah, to me. Yeah. That means four people died right, right, before right. the beginning of the movie. Wow, yeah. okay. So, that's so funny to not start with her parents being killed. <laughs> start with her foster parents being killed. It's so convoluted. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You're so right. So very quickly, at the top of the plot, they just get right into it. Zoe can summon Krampus with a voodoo doll. All right, great. Let me know what's going on right off the top. Okay. She's given to a girl named Rachel. Rachel starts to realize Zoe might not be a child. Uh-oh. She could even be older than how old? 25. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go with like over like 500 years old or oh. something like that. But no, she she realizes that this kid might actually be over 30 years old. Oh, okay. So I start to think, oh, this is like orphan. Yeah, all right. right? Mm-hmm. But then it turns out she's not over 30 years old. She's a ghost. Oh. And that made me wonder, why would you even posit that right, this I don't little get... girl is older than 30? Why wouldn't you go straight to ghosts? Yeah, I don't really get it. <laughs> so that's weird. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so uh, Rachel, who's been wa- who's now charged with watching Zoe, is mm. actually Zoe's older sister, who's the person who originally summoned Krampus and killed their parents. Good Lord. Here's a review from Dread Central writer Matt Boisel. As this complete lump of coal dragged on like a tranquilized reindeer in the snow, the detestable visuals were rivaled (laughs) only by the incomprehensibly lackluster acting performances. God, this sounds awful. I've seen local high school drama productions with more passion and delivery than this Yule log. Sadly, (laughs) sadly enough, if you're willing to sit through the majority of this fecal catastrophe, the final 20 minutes or so aren't that bad. (laughs) Great. But with the inclusion of some moronic backstories and wasteful plot pacing, this whole film closely resembles the crappy gift you've been given from your kooky aunt. Just smile and wait for her to leave before you toss it in the trash. Wow. 
Again, that was Matt Not, Boisel of yeah, Dread be- Central. Beautiful writing. Who hated Krampus <laughs> the Reckoning. He was infuriated. You hate this movie. <laughs> There's a movie called The Christmas Horror Story. There, it's a um, what's what are that called? Anthology where there yep. are multiple short stories. Mm-hmm. There are four short stories. Okay. Uh, two of, of them, them are about Christmas. Oh, okay. I guess there's not that much. <laughs> there's not much to say. Yeah. Uh, there's a movie called Krampus the Devil Returns, which is a sequel to Krampus the Christmas Devil. Wow, okay. Then there's a, a movie called- Surprising. From 2016 called Krampus Unleashed. Here's the first sentence of the plot. I will go no further, because I went no further. Um, <laughs> okay. In 1898, a German outlaw- Named Eric Klaus. Okay. Allegedly buried treasure (laughs) somewhere in the Arizona desert before disappearing, leaving behind an ominous warning to anyone who went looking for his stash. Okay. Just moved on. The the poster is a scary looking Krampus Uh holding a snow globe (laughs) and Santa's trapped inside it. (laughs) So it makes it look like it's the it makes it look like the movie. Is Krampus? Yeah, Krampus has trapped Santa. Krampus v. Yeah, Krampus v. Santa. Krampus v. Santa. Knocked of. Knocked of beating. I don't know. Knocked of beating. I didn't realize what you were saying. Krampus v. Santa. Knocked of beating. The opposite of Dawn of Justice. Yes. Krampus is beating (laughs) Santa. Um, I also the poster looks like garbage yeah it's like cheese uh-huh and um i swear i've seen it before really i that thought it was from like 30 years ago weird because it looks like all those like blockbuster horror movies yeah like ice cream man with clint howard yeah, yeah it looks yeah. like that yeah but it was released or, uh, in 2016 what's that thing not jack snow jack frost jack frost mm-hmm. jack snow yeah. mr snow yeah. um okay i want to talk about krampus the 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 big movie that everybody knows mm-hmm. um but real quick or should i leave this for last because it's kind of a cliffhanger leave it for last leave it for last with a cliffhanger all right we'll leave a it cliffhanger. for last let's a cliffhanger yeah let's talk about krampus the 2015 movie okay um now this movie stars adam scott mm-hmm. it stars tony, tony collette um david keckner yep and it is directed by the guy that did Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. uh, whose name I unfortunately forget. Okay. Um, but it's a movie that I have been aware of as having been well-received. Same. Um, and I know that there are several people that swear that mm-hmm. this is a new holiday classic that mm-hmm. they're going to watch year after year. Yeah. Michael Doherty okay. is the name of the director. So um, I have never seen it. Yeah. I have considered it for a long time to be a, a giant... Uh, gap in my horror knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched it in preparation for the show tonight and fell in love with it. Oh, good. And then you told me something. I didn't like it. I tried to watch it too. And I was like, <laughs> at about minute 38, I paused it. Now, I will say, I was watching it on demand with some commercials. Oh, Let me, that's there'd be, annoying. There'll be one commercial okay. every once in a while or whatever. So while I'm saying minute 38, it was actually earlier in the runtime because of the commercials. And I was just like, this isn't doing it for me. And I've still got an hour plus to go. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. nah, I'm good. The, I didn't hate it, but I was just like, I'm not enjoying this. See, I feel like after everything now that I've researched about Krampus and seen people cover him mm-hmm. and heard you talk about the origins of Krampus, yeah. I straight up think that the 2015 Krampus movie from Michael Doherty mm-hmm. 
is the only Krampus thing anyone needs. Yeah. I think it is the, aside from like looking back at those postcards, like right. weird historical stuff. Right. I think that they like weave a yarn. It's the definitive Krampus I think movie. it's the definitive Krampus movie. I think they did a good job and I think hmm. that they turned Krampus into a, um, a concept yeah. that's very effective uh, and uh, set a good spooky tone. Hmm. Um, for around the holidays. I think they did a great job. I think most people feel that way. I yeah. think a lot of people, because I did a search, because I was curious about, I was just curious about whether it was a big deal to other people, what other people might have thought thought about it. So in Facebook, I did a search for Krampus. Yeah. Because then, you know, it'll search through all the groups you're in and everything. And I'm in a lot of like spooky groups and stuff. So I was like, I wonder what people say about this movie. Right. And people love it. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I almost want to spoil it. I mean, let's just do a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to spoil the 2015 movie Krampus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's around the holidays presently as this show comes out. If yep. you're afraid of these spoilers, get out now. Yes. Uh, and go watch the movie and yep. let us know what you thought. Yeah, please. Um, and uh, just for the sake of it, if you are bouncing, thank you all so much for hanging out mm-hmm. with us. Yep. Really hope that you enjoy the show. Have a great holiday. Wait, you know, I just realized they're going to miss the cliffhanger that you're talking about. You know what? The, cl- the cliffhanger is definitely worth it, but that's their problem. Zoom ahead to the end. Zoom ahead to okay. the end and, and just okay. back up steadily because my cliffhanger is worth it. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, go follow at GTTU pod. On- well, but if they're going to back up steadily, they're going to hear this part then too. Because we'll do Krillfanger, then our ending You're right. We shouldn't do any plugs right now, except go sign up for Patreon right now. Yeah, please. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Watch us use a Ouija board. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And people, update your pledges like Alexander did this week. Yes. To become another world warrior so you can gain Mm -hmm. access. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So, uh, spoilers. Krampus. So, the basic premise of the movie Mm -hmm. is that there is a family, and uh, it's around, it's Christmas Eve, I think. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. they've gone shopping all together and they do an opening that is using like classic Christmas music yeah. um, over footage, a montage of people going hog wild in a department store, like yeah, stomping like on each, each other, other to get all the the goodies. Right. So it's obviously making a point that's you know not the most unique point in the world, but the consumerism of Christmas turns us into horrible people around mm-hmm. a time of year when we're supposedly trying to be on our best behavior. Yeah. Um, they set up the family, I think very effectively and kind of realistically, um, there are, a, a traditional nuclear family concept, father, mm-hmm. mother, uh, uh, brother, sister. They also live with Omi, their grandma from Austria mm-hmm. and, uh, the son, the Engels, this family is, yeah. which is angel mm-hmm. in Austrian or German, I think, which is thematically yeah. on point. Um, the young boy still believes in Santa Claus. And when their extended family comes over and they're all like rude dudes with twos, yeah. uh, they make fun of him for believing in Santa. He gets all embarrassed and stuff. And he rips up his letter to Santa and throws it out the window. And they swirl around in the air. And he is basically now summoned the Krampus. Yeah. Uh, there are some like interesting lines that I really appreciated. I could just tell that it was like methodically built. Mm-hmm. Adam Scott at one point is talking to his son who's all upset. And going like, come on, I know they're family, but we just have to grin and bear it. All we have to do is survive for three days. Yeah. And he's talking about surviving with family in the house, but it's a horror movie and people are going to die. I don't know. I just liked, I could see the care they took. Yeah. I thought this movie was not going to be good. So Mm -hmm. all these things are like um, really excellent omens for Mm -hmm. me that this movie is going to be better constructed than I thought. 
Uh, and then Krampus basically starts coming down. Yeah. Um, this would be, if you left at about 30 minutes in, mm-hmm. what's the last thing you saw? Well, I know that uh, Krampus had the daughter cornered under a car. Yes. And then Adam Scott and David Koechner went to her boyfriend's house. They saw stuff was messed up. And they came home and told them. And Omi poured everybody hot chocolate. I knew Omi had something on her mind. Uh-huh. But I wasn't finding out what was on Omi's mind. Really? And I was like, come on. Is it they were boring you? They were just like off? Yeah, they're just... Not your tempo. No, I don't know. It just was not grabbing me. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it struck a really fun chord immediately. Quite frankly, there were a couple of things about the way it was structured that made me think specifically about Scream 4. Mm -hmm. Some of the editing choices I thought were Hmm. uh, very screamy, the way they used music. Yeah. Um, But I also liked that they weren't shying away from real issues that that people uh, struggle with. Yeah. The husband and wife, Mm -hmm. the mother and father are like bickering and kind of cold to each other yeah uh the brother and sister don't really get along all the time the kid's a little too naive and they don't shy away from anything in a way that i i don't know it felt like a throwback to like the 80s when people used to have to actually deal with real life issues Mm -hmm. um and uh uh uh, then when the krampus stuff starts coming in i was shocked the the sister goes out she's gonna brave the storm because all of a sudden yeah now there's this snowstorm that no one could have expected they're like the weatherman couldn't predict that we'd get this right insane <laughs> snowstorm that would lock us inside right and all the power is out no electronics are working the uh their daughter can't contact her boyfriend or her friends on her phone or anything so she's mm-hmm. like i'm just gonna go walk out yeah they're like don't go out there it's dangerous out there look at the weather and she's like don't be stupid i'll be fine walks out has to hide from the krampus and it wasn't, I thought that she was going to see Krampus come back and be like, there's something huge out there. And no one would believe her. Yeah. She gets taken. Yeah. she. It was real. Yeah. She was taken in that moment. I, I was very shocked and they committed to it. Uh-huh. She's gone. Yeah. Oh, I kind of figured she wasn't. Oh. She's gone. Yeah. And every yeah, time yeah. that someone dies, a new scary snowman shows up in the front yard facing the house. That's cool. Kristen, I don't know what movie you think you saw. I don't know. It just oh. like none of that had really happened. Oh, yet. I'm gonna like, ruin this for you. No, it's fine. You so yeah. oh well if you saw the girl getting attacked, then you saw one of the things that instantly had me hooked. Mm-hmm. I loved that she is walking down the street mm-hmm. and it is so snowy and um you know, you can't see like twenty feet yeah, in it's any like a direction. Whiteout. Yeah, it's like a whiteout. Mm-hmm. And the krampush. Grus vom Krampus yes. is on the houses like mm-hmm. Santa would do. He's standing on the roof. I didn't see that. Oh my God. And he's following her as she's running down the street to get away from him. And he's jumping from roof to roof. What? Did you watch Krampus the Reckoning or something? No, no, it was this Krampus. But I must not have been paying enough attention because I was bored. Kristen, did you watch Krampus the Christmas Devil? That sounds very cool. Did you watch... Krampus Unleashed. You know I love the idea of something stalking you from above, jumping from thing to thing. I know you love that. I'm shocked, Kristen. It was great. I didn't see that. And it had this wonderful atmosphere of that spooky time of year when there's snow everywhere and everything's quiet, no one's around, and it's dark, but it's light because the snow is reflecting the moonlight. It was a wonderful atmosphere. I don't know. I didn't feel that. And I didn't see the Krampus doing that. It goes too far in a few places. Yeah. Well, I'm going to quickly yeah. tell you what happened. Do you want me, do you want to watch this? Would you can you, tell me. Are you going to bother trying to watch it again? Um, 
I don't, just tell me. I don't know. Okay. You know, I spoilers don't deter me from watching things anyway. So fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Good. So um, it turns out that Omi mm-hmm. knows the Krampus. She doesn't like Christmas. That's mm-hmm. kind of referenced. Um, and it's because when she was a little kid, she was visited by the Krampus. Oh. And the Krampus took everyone she loved. Oh God. And then left her behind alone, giving her a little ornament that says Grush von Krampus. Oh. Because the filmmakers did their research and know the origins. Yeah. So she has that ornament still, now as Omi, the grandma. And she warns the little boy what she experienced. And it's just kind of like a scary tale. But mm-hmm. she seems to be really like the Krampus is back. Like yeah. she's kind of like prepared for battle. Yeah. Um. David Koechner fights gingerbread okay. cookie people. Okay. Because the Krampus has helpers. Yeah. Eh. Okay. Meh. Some of them are big monster looking things. Some mm-hmm. of them are elves, which are the Yule Lads. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. One of them is uh, Meat Hook. Yeah. He uses a, uh, a, a, a cookie on a, on a hook down a chimney or something okay. to, to snag somebody. Um, and uh, uh, I was kind of impressed by that, that the Yule Lads are woven into this. Yeah, that's we cool. just did Yule Lads. Yeah. So um, uh, they don't really shy away from damage stuff. Mm-hmm. David Koechner's leg gets all bitten up by a monster at one point and it's bleeding. And when yeah. they drag him back inside into safety, he's like sweating and looking panicked. I and think I saw something of that. I think he had, had like damage at one yes. point. Yes. Yeah, and they early. start going like, what the hell happened to you? Yeah. And he goes, it was because they just saw monsters and Adam Scott looks at him and goes, not here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I and saw So David that. Koechner backs it up and he goes, yeah, it must have been a, a bear or something. Mm-hmm. And then the little kid goes, we don't have bears here. Yeah. And so everybody starts to go like, yeah, why are you lying to us about what happened to you? The point is, when things happen that are scary in our life and death scenarios, they don't treat them like jokes. Right. Which is my biggest pet peeve in horror movies today. Yeah. Um, this is a comedy movie. Like I said, he fights gingerbread men and shoots them. And then I think he quips about having just fought cookies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's too much for me. But yeah. at least when people are getting attacked, they're actually screaming and not going like, I knew I shouldn't have gotten out of bed this morning. Yeah, uh, like yeah. As, a, as a creature lear- leeches the life out of them. There was a lot of humor in what I saw yeah. that was not doing it for me. So yeah. that probably added to it. Yes, I yeah. think that that's correct. Mm-hmm. But Because it was early on. We hadn't really hit anything right. yet. Like I ditched before there was really anything except for the girl disappeared. Right. So it was mostly just family hijinks. And I was like, eh. yeah, no, it gets so good. Yeah. That so sounds sweet. Bit by bit, they all get attacked. They all mm-hmm. get taken. Some of the stuff is fine. There, there's a, a lady who's been in a lot of Adam Sandler movies and she gets uh, pulled through a window by the elves and they put a whistle sound over it. Okay. And I was, <laughs> that's weird. I was annoyed. <laughs> I was annoyed. It sounds I, totally I immediately turned to place. look at Allie and she was already looking back at me like, uh-huh. that wasn't good. <laughs> You didn't like that, did you? Yeah. So um, the way the movie ends, though, Kristen, the way the mm. movie ends. All right, wrap it. <laughs> the way the movie ends. The Krampus has everybody. Mm-hmm. He's got them all. But the little kid is determined not to become like Omi. Yeah. And be left behind alone. Yeah. Even though the Krampus gives him a Grus von Krampus mm-hmm. ornament. By the way, the Krampus is wearing a human face. Oh. That is like sagging. Ew. It's like a. I read online on like Wikipedia or on IMDb, they refer to it as a Santa mask. Uh huh. It doesn't look like a mask to me. It looks like 
he's masquerading as a human. Yeah. So it's, yeah, kind of like Leatherface. So it's like a Santa face with a long white beard. But if Santa had been in the ground, Mm -hmm. you know, um, rotting. Weird. And then he took his face off and put it on. And the mouth is always hung open like he's screaming. But you can see through the eye holes that Krampus's eyes. It's, It's very cool. Yeah. So Max is going like, I've learned my lesson. I love my family. Please don't take them. Take me. And so you think, oh, the Christmas magic is going to yeah. undo all this. Uh-huh. It's a PG-13 horror movie. Right. The Krampus uh, reaches out to the kid and takes a tear off of his face to look at it. Oh, is the love real? Whatever. Uh-huh. And then he starts laughing. Uh-huh. And he picks up the kid and he drops him into a gigantic thing of fire. Oh, my God. And then the kid wakes up in bed. Oh, God, you scared me. Wakes up in bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> genuinely just scared me. It's Christmas morning. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. He goes downstairs and his entire family is there and they're happy to be with each other and happy to see him. No one's fighting anymore. There's some playful ribbing, but like everything's as it should be. You can't believe it. Thank God it was all just a dream. And I start going like, this isn't just a dream. Right. Something is happening. Yeah. And the movie starts ending. I'm like, is it? It was all a dream? And then he opens a present and it's the Grush von Krampus ornament. Uh-huh. It's not a dream. Yeah. And the camera pans back, sees the whole family as they suddenly look at each other and remember being attacked by monsters. Oh. One by one, you see them all remember what they'd been through. They Is the sister there? Yes. Oh. They were all attacked by Krampus. Uh-huh. He took all of them. He threw them all into hell. The camera continues to pull back. You see their house. You see down their street. Their house is in a snow globe. The snow globe is one of many that Krampus has in his workshop. They are (laughs) trapped, doomed to suffer. Hell is other people, Sartre said. Oh, God. And now they are trapped in a snow globe together, living Christmas forever in the Krampus's workshop. That's sweet. It was Awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. Omi tells the story of Krampus and it mm-hmm. does a flashback in claymation. Yeah. And the art style, oh. the art style is like a mix of Coraline and the three brothers from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously a Christmas. What the hell? Why did I stop watching? I, I don't know. I'm so shocked. I was really excited to find out why you didn't like it. Yeah. Because um, I like a good debate. I like yeah. a good, you know. No, nah, I got nothing. I just wasn't really doing it for me. Man, there's so much good stuff. There's plenty of bad stuff in there. Yeah. There, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's too long. Uh-huh. There are a few parts that you'll just go like, now this? Yeah. But honestly, huh. when I look at it as a whole production, I really enjoyed it. And quite Most frankly, people do. It might end up being something that I end up watching uh, probably not every year. Yeah. That'd be extreme. I don't really have a ritual. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, it's up there with like Gremlins for me as like mm. a sick like Christmas weirdo. Never seen that. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, we should do Gremlins. No, I'm good. <laughs> Gremlins is great. Yeah, I'm anyway, sure. Now I'm going to tell you the full plot of Gremlins. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> it's time for the cliffhanger. Yes. It's time for the cliffhanger. Uh, and I'm so excited. I've been waiting to say this to you. I know. You you were freaking out oh. before we started about like something. So that must I be what I was so grumpy. A lot of my research wasn't done when we were first getting started. Mm-hmm. And I had seen on my directed to video Krampus movies yeah. that in 2017, there was a movie called Mother Krampus. Okay. I was really excited to figure out what that is. Yeah. And then in 2018, there was a movie called Mother Krampus 2. Okay. Wow. I was wow. really excited to find out what that meant. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> as I Googled it, I got this. It's based on the myth of Frau Perchta, 
a witch that comes on the 12 days of Christmas taking children each night. Hmm. Now, when I read that, that's when I started saying to you before we recorded, like, oh, no, I just found something that might be its own. Like, Yeah, right. I, I think I just opened a door that I don't have time to go into. Yeah. But just out of curiosity, I Googled Frau Perchta in case it was like a one sentence answer yeah. to who that is. Yeah. Maybe she's a mini monster. Right. But I got this. Frau Perchta is a Christmas witch who will replace your children's organs with garbage. <laughs> That's awesome. She replaces your children's organs with garbage. You got your one sentence thing. I love it. What could be Yeah, better? you're right. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't do more about her and just always wonder what that means. <laughs> Frau Perchta. Oh, man, my son's... <laughs> Body is full of garbage. Yeah, Frau Perchta visited him in the night. Uh, it looks like it looks like Frau Perchta got to your son. What's he been eating? It's a, a good way to knock your friend's children. That's so awesome. Well, sir, I, I found out while you're having abdominal pains. Yeah, there's a bunch of trash in here. How'd you do this? It's not even in your stomach. I don't know how you did this. I know this is hard for a lot of people to talk about, but um. Looking at your chart, did Frau Perch to visit you in the night? <laughs> this is hard Don't to talk, talk about. about it. Parents, talk to your children about <laughs> Frau Perchta today. There you go. That's awesome. That's the cliffhanger. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever revisit it. Maybe Frau Perchta will always be hanging from that cliff. Oh, my God. Yeah, do we want to know more? It's Do perfect. You, it could it ever live up to? No, it's it's perfect <laughs> as it is. That's my gift to everybody this holiday season, Frau Perchta. It's perfect as it is. Happy holidays, whatever you yeah. celebrate. Now you know one thing about Frau Perchta. Right. The most important thing. Keep your kids close. <laughs> I don't even know why she would do it. She's a baddie. She's a baddie. Obviously a bad witch. Presumably it's if they misbehave, but I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know how to keep your kids safe is what I'm saying. So <laughs> That's on you as parents. There you go. There you go, guys. Thank you for hanging out. Please hang out with us between shows by going to patreon.com slash gttupod and signing up to be a donor there so you can get bonus content. You can also follow us at gttupod on all social media and join our Facebook group by searching for the Guides the Unknown Secret Society. Uh, in Facebook. Yes. You can also leave us a five-star review. Yes, please. On Apple Podcasts. The reviews sagged and bagged again. They sagged again? Yes. Well, so we need five-star reviews, please, on Apple Podcasts. I will say that Scruffy is trying to help us turn the tide. Thank you, Scruffy. Chuckles and spine tingles. Ooh. Will and Kristen make me laugh too much at work every day. They always find interesting topics, and while there are loads of spooky podcasts out there, none of them keep me smiling quite like Guide to the Unknown. That's great. Their personalities alone are enough to subscribe and listen to the podcast, but the range of topics they cover and their commitment to the subject, going to psychics, doing Ouija board readings, keep me engaged. I think my favorite part is how they go deep and philosophical with tangents that sometimes make me tilt my head like a dog and go, huh, keep up the phenomenal work. That is quite a review. It's a wonderful review. Thank you, Scruffy. Thank you very, very much, Scruffy. And to everybody awesome. else who gives us the gift of a yes. five-star review. Yes, please. Yeah. And you can also follow us individually online. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram and Twitter. I am the Myth Traveler. That's right. So until next time. Yeah, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Yep. Have a great holiday. Yep. We will return once more next week to share more scary stories, but from who? 
you'll have to wait and see. So thank you all so much for hanging out. And until next time, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. Really visited all the languages this week. Fiend. Gruppenschnachten. Monty Beauchamp. <laughs> <laughs>